Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Good morning, my friend. It is Wednesday and I'm sat here. Yes, it's going to be another sitting with the archetypes. I'm sat here looking at the lawn around my childhood home and there's snow on it. And I saw from men in the Reclaiming a Throne community on our membership platform that down in Belgium there's been snow. And I hear that there's snow over large parts of Northern Europe. I am surprised, man. We're well into April. But I think this must be the last bite of winter for now. So the reason why I'm sat here is because I'm venturing into territory that I find very challenging to navigate. By now, I hope you know a couple of things about me. First of all, I don't throw things out without having adequately researched and vetted the information as being robust, completely free of deception and distortions of the truth and excessive conspiratorial thinking and so on. And throughout the last year or so, I have been reluctant to put myself fully out into the world because I literally haven't known what's been going on. And I still find it hard to know exactly what is going on in the world. But something happened for me at the beginning of 2017, just after Trump's election that I'm going to start with establishing a foundation for this further inquiry of the shadow magician just ravaging our culture right now. I was sat there with my friend Sarah and we were having breakfast together as we heard that Trump had been elected. And at the end of 2016, I had been, had, um, I'd been struggling to sleep because I was so concerned about Trump being elected. And so I was tossing and turning several times because I felt like this trickster was going to ascend the throne of the United States. And well, I was very troubled by this idea, deeply troubled. And having been a real fan of Barack Obama, I just assumed that Hillary Clinton would be a better choice, even though I didn't like her either. The choice, as we say in Norway, was between the plague or cholera. (laughs) So, nevertheless, I was sat there that day and I heard that Trump had been elected and something very strange happened. I had this vision internally of something reminiscent of the scene in Braveheart where William Wallace is rousing the troops of Scotland to fight the English. And I saw these... In a, in a very strange and very vivid image, like a, almost a moment of revelation, 
where I saw these warriors that were quite savage, very primal, very earthly. And they were like, this is the fight we've been waiting for. Ho, ho, ho. And there was like a thunderous roar across the fields. And I was like, where the hell did that come from? But over the years, I've had these moments of revelation that have turned out to actually be reflections of something that's quite real, that somehow my soul, my intuition, whatever, has this access point to uh, the, the archetypal realm and keeps giving me images like this. And so I just assumed that the, uh, the call was one of fighting Trump. That was what happened back then. So then I proceeded to watch over the next couple of years as this lying scumbag was was willfully, seemingly deceiving us and, and just lying left, right and center in order to feed what seemed like a brittle ego. And then something happened for me in 2020. Bear in mind that I'm very plugged into the archetypal and so I deeply trust my read of the archetypal. But the archetypal is just themes that are playing out. It doesn't show clearly who the players are. And so I just assumed that Trump was the one that was representing the lies. And and then for some reason, back when the Atlantic magazine in the United States dropped the story about Trump not visiting this war cemetery in France because apparently he didn't want his hair to be exposed to the rain. It was too vain for his hair to get wet. And he also apparently said that the deceased soldiers were losers. I mean, they were dead, so they had lost the battle. And I was presented with that story, and it seemed so ridiculous to me that I'm like, like what the hell? And I, over a period of time, I'd already started to be a bit suspicious. Like, what is what is going on here? These stories seem more ridiculous than the previous one, like every time. And, and then I discovered that John Bolton, who was there at the time, and who is very, very, very much not a friend of Trump, he was Trump's third national security advisor and wrote a book about how much of a risk Trump was to the nation, as far as I remember. But he went out publicly saying that that didn't happen. I was there. It didn't happen. And yet I kept seeing how the media pumped that story out there. And I realized they're lying. Why? Why are they so explicitly lying? And then over the next couple of months, as I went into one story after the other, I realized that they were lying constantly, maybe more often than not. And I also came to realize that a lot of the time when Trump said it was fake news, it was. That was troubling to me, man. That was really troubling to me because it was really starting to fuck with some of the preconceived ideas I'd had. And yeah, I had started to be suspicious for 
like a year already. But when when something is more at the level of identity, of being so strongly attached to the Democrats being the good guys, it becomes hard to own up to the fact that the media that supports the Democrats are actually lying. And then I also watched the nonsense that was happening around Q. Q seemingly being a high priest of an occult emergence among Trump supporters, the occult being that which is hidden. The word occult comes from Latin occultist, which means what is hidden or what is secret. And basically when there's a feeling of something being hidden to us, we are prone to turning towards the occult, which is why I believe Q became so popular, because it's very clear that the media is lying to us, like in a very, very pernicious way. And so for whatever reason they're doing that, it's probably all about power. Uh, Q comes into the picture and starts playing with the fact that something is being kept hidden. And so there's like, seems to be a mutual feeding on each other. You know, the, the people that believe CNN and Washington Post and The Atlantic and so on and so forth that don't realize that they're being lied to, they look to Q and see like madness, crazy people. And then the people that follow Q that that is feeding on the fact that the media is lying, which is factual, and Q picks that up and turns it into an occult emergence among Trump supporters. What you also need to consider is that the media, which is lying, is playing with the shadow magician as well. When you have media that has essentially become a propaganda ministry, now, based on my archetypal studies, I know that the shadow magician always serves the shadow king. And if the media is lying as a shadow magician, then who are they serving? Who is the shadow king? The shadow archetype is a psychological reality that people can serve regardless of whether there's an actual person that is their leader, that is holding down the Shadow King personally. At this point, I look at a political right that has been taken over in large part by a kind of occult emergence, which gives people a sense of belonging, a sense of being initiated into something that is very secret. It becomes a, an identity thing of being special and on the left you have the normies that just think biden is a good person and think that the media is telling the truth and are not questioning that and to wrap it up with the left there is an occult emergence on the left as well and it's called wokeism and wokeism is the movement that makes the Department of Education in California suggests that kids in California should start to worship Tezcatlipoca because of religious diversity and inclusion of indigenous cultures and so on and so forth. And for some reason, that's not cultural appropriation. But when other people do it, it, it is. And I don't, I don't even know the rules. 
But it's like it's cancel culture is an occult phenomenon. It's like a death cult where you have to destroy and annihilate everyone who's not part of the cult. And the rules for being part of the cult are becoming more and more rigid so that now if you take just one wrong step, you will be sacrificed to the cancel god, which is the god that the woke culture worships. This, This is a god that demands human sacrifice, which is why it's so occult. You know, occultism in large part was defined as an alternative to Christianity and moving away from Christianity to a spirituality that was more experiential, that was more embodied internally in the person through alchemy and astrology and these things. And we see now in the cancel God that that is a manifestation of this idea that we need to move away from the Christian God because of course he's the patriarch and so he's evil. So God is turned into the devil by the cancel culture. Anything that's father is the devil, it's evil. So we need to move away from it. And now you move away to the other side of the spectrum where you revive a kind of pagan tradition where you would make human sacrifices in in order to appease the God. But of course the cancel God cannot be appeased by human sacrifice. He or she, I don't know what gender the cancel God is, but the cancel God just needs more and more meat because the cancel God is hungry. It's defined by the endless hunger of the people who believe in it, or him or her, and so it becomes it becomes a like a, a monstrous incarnation of the deficiencies of woke culture. So this is this is how things look now. We have occultism rising on the right through QAnon and we have occultism rising on the left through the cancel god and wokeism. And you have to realize we're not talking about political polarization anymore. We're talking about religious war. And that has just changed the game completely. And you'll have to decide who you're going to side with in this. But I think the moment you side with anyone is the moment that you become a victim of the dynamic that is playing out. Because ultimately, this is about a rebalancing of the masculine and the feminine. And the level of crazy that's unfolding right now, I believe, is playing out so that more and more people can see what I saw back in 2020, that the way that I'd been conditioned to see the world through a particular lens was a complete lie. And that as the time of revelation is washing over us in a way that does at time feel biblical, when it does that, more and more of us will realize that the war between the left and the right, between men and, and women, is a war that is absolutely dark and destructive. And yeah, maybe there is some nefarious player behind it that is pulling the strings and making us fight each other. It could be. And yeah, there are players that are getting possessed. And sure enough, there is a deep state. That is also true because there are bureaucrats and politicians that stay in the institutions regardless of what kind of administration is in in office. 
So of course there is a deep state, but how conspiratorial and dark is it? I don't know. See, so this is why this landscape is so challenging for me, is that, yeah, there's an archetypal reality. Yeah, there is clearly some kind of agenda of deception because I see it playing out in the media and maybe I'll discover more one other day but I don't know and for now this is what I want to give you the shadow magician playing out on both sides of the spectrum through propaganda through the media through overt through overt conspiratorial madness and here we are having to navigate this shitstorm and well Good luck. I'm going to make whatever contributions I can in order to make that a little easier for you. But I'm struggling like hell myself. So we're in it together. Today, Michelle and myself, we're going to be packing. It's our day of packing. I now need to go and get myself a COVID test in order to cross the border to Sweden. It's quite expensive and I feel a bit irritated about it. But... At the end of the day, I will follow the rules. And uh, in only a few days, I may be recording this from Sweden. So, it's cold here. It's cold here. But that's okay. It just makes me feel kind of energized and awake. So, I wish you a good day. And if you're struggling with the material I'm delivering, then I assure you I'm struggling with delivering it. This is identity level shit. And if you think that the media is telling you the truth at this point, your identity may be rebelling against me. And that's fine. That's fine. Rebel as much as you want. And then go do your research. And then come back. And then realize I'm telling you the truth. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.